Holly Campbell, and this is Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly Campbell, and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, be happy on the best business network of Electrocast. You know, whether you're building a business, participating in volunteer group or a club in the community where you live, whether you're part of the PTA or planning a vacation, even if you have a school-age kid, you'll know what I mean by that in a minute, you will need to network. Right? You're setting up carpools with other moms. You're setting up play dates and birthday parties. You're organizing uh, fundraising committees. You're volunteering in the schools or with your art group. All of them require you to connect with others in the community, in the workforce, that will help you and your business or your enterprise grow, right? It takes all of us, it really takes a team within the community, now the community is global, to create the outcomes we want, to grow our idea, our concept, our business, our charity, whatever it is. Carpool anyone? Can I take this shift or can you take my shift? Who should we approach to fund this charity? How do we set up this fundraiser? Those things come up all the time. And those things stress me out. I'm not kidding. When my daughter first went to school, I had so much anxiety just volunteering because I might have to talk to the other people and I wasn't super comfortable with small talk. When I formed my business years ago, the same thing happened. In those days, right, you needed to belong to all these tip groups. It was early, early internet. It really wasn't a part of my business when I started um, in the prehistoric age, really 26 years ago. It was just emerging. But we had these chamber groups and tip networking and all these breakfast meetings and clubs that I was invited to. And I met a lot of cool people, no doubt about it. But I didn't generate a lot of business that way. Um, I didn't connect with uh, many people who are still in my network today, mostly because I wasn't very good at it. You know, these clubs were filled with public relations consultants and advertising execs and events, and everybody was funny and engaging and could talk about anything and had no problem just standing around or walking up to somebody. And um, that wasn't me. And it didn't work for me. I was stressed out a lot of the time about going to those things. And over time, I just stopped going. And then I worried about that because how do you grow your business? How do you get more funding for the thing you're interested in? How do you get customers? How do you form the clubs at the school and get to know other moms if you're not going to connect with others? I was much better when I reached out with a personal phone call or a note and invited the other people to a 30-minute coffee or in some cases a 15-minute phone chat. I'm much better one-on-one or in a small group where we can really get to know each other and and talk about things that are concerned apart from business because I think knowing each other really helps us to understand where our interests lie. 
And that helps me pinpoint whether you need a writer to promote your product or or whether you need a writer to help the social messaging of your philanthropy, your nonprofit. I became involved in a organization in our community through my daughter's school because I met people through the school. They knew the work I did. We connected and hit it off. And when they wanted to grow their nonprofit, they asked me to be on the committee to help with social messaging and otherwise. And it was one of the most rewarding things in my life. Right. But I got to know them because I was volunteering at the school and we kept running into each other. And then one on one, we began talking. It wasn't because I went to the big volunteer lunches at the end of the year. I wasn't comfortable in those big groups. And that wasn't the place for me to talk and get to know people. So I think whatever you're trying to build, you need to have an entrepreneurial mindset. And that means identifying the things you are good at, the way you do connect with people, the places where you can build relationship and pursue those. And I had to change the whole way I did things to grow my business. Because I knew I was more comfortable with one-on-one conversations, I began setting those things up. So today we're going to talk about networking for introverts because we still have to do it. It's still essential and it's important, right? We are best when we're engaging and connected with other people. That's a lot of times where my creativity comes from. I'll talk to somebody and they'll mention an idea and I'll think, huh, I wonder if I could write about that or what what can I learn about that? It's really rejuvenating to do that as long as we do it in a way that is authentic to us. And there's no right way of doing it. But the way to start is to become self-aware How do you best connect with others? What do you enjoy the most? What are your skills and talents within the relationship? I think I'm fairly inclusive. I am not good at uh, approaching, walking into a party or a large group of people. And maybe others think I am, but I'm just not comfortable with it. So what happens is I avoid those things. And that's not effective for business. That is not going to grow your interest area, right? Okay, so what I did initially was begin reaching out to other professionals in the community who were in the media, who were writers or filmmakers or advertisers, advertising execs. And I would reach out to them one-on-one with a note or a call and invite them to coffee. I would just explain, I'm growing my business. I wanted to meet other people in the community. Would you have time for a 15-minute coffee? And I'd always pick up the tab. Many of those people went on to be friends. Several went on to become clients when I set up my shop. I did this right before I left my my other job to become a writer full time. And at the end of all those sessions, which we mostly talked about them, I wanted to find out what they needed in a writer, what they loved about their business, why they went into that career to begin with. I wanted to get to know them. I wasn't going to make a sale. But at the end of that conversation, I'd always ask if they had any suggestions of people I would talk to next. And then that referral would get me in the next door. I met 50 people that way. And many of them I still know today. And they're still doing important things in our community. Um, So it was a great experience. And that showed me that there are lots of ways to grow our connections, right? I'm not a joiner. I am very good one-on-one on Facebook or meeting with people. 
I love to speak before large groups. Isn't that, that always feels a little ironic. I'm tired afterwards. It takes something from me, but I love doing that. Um, and then sometimes I'll meet people after those speaking engagements. But if I have to walk into a conference, I have a peak in my anxiety. I'm probably not going to do it. I'll walk into me one person, but I'm probably not going to walk in and just mill around the conference. So I know that about myself. So I also know that research shows that daily networking and various group affiliation helps our careers, not just from the business side, but it boosts our optimism and our mood. It gets us excited. So I have regular phone calls with other people in the industry who are now friends of mine. We talk about writing. I belong to a writer's group because there's something essential and energizing about connecting with others in the business who care about what you care about. Whether you ever work together or not, it's part of my continuing education. So if you're not going to uh, walk in the big conference lunches, Make sure you're creating your own village around the things you're interested in, in your work and community. And often those two are the same, right? I meet people through my daughter's school or a club uh, effort I'm involved with here in the town that I live. And those people I find out um, are web designers who need a writer or they're people who have an interesting story to share that might end up in one of my books. Right. So it isn't about showing up. It's about meaningful connection. And however you do that best, that's what you have to create for yourself to learn more about people. When I did this, I just felt so much less stress. Networking in groups demands a lot of time and energy which often slows down what we're there for, right? I wanted to go to these breakfast networking meetings and introduce myself and meet others and get customers for my business. That was the bottom line. I wanted referrals. I didn't want to stand around and have breakfast. And I didn't want to talk about the weather. And I didn't want a small talk. I didn't want to take the time for that. It was depleting. I knew what I was after. I didn't want to bother with the rest of it, right? So that depleted me. Those meetings made it very hard for me to get back to work. Knowing that, I could create my own plan. And when I did, I began to have more meaningful conversations. I felt a whole lot less stress. I got more work done. I learned how to clearly explain what I had to offer. Then I was able to clearly identify who I wanted to work with. So how do you start? How do you get going this way to create a networking structure that works for you authentically? That's what we're going to talk about when we come back right after this. And we're back to Polly Campbell Simply Said on the Best Business Network of Electricast. Thank you for joining me again. We're talking about networking for introverts today. I am an introvert. I am not good at those leads meetings and conference uh, get-togethers and those things. I don't feel comfortable in that environment. But I did create my own structure because we all need to connect with others if we're going to grow our enterprise, right? Whether it's a, a nonprofit, a volunteer effort, an entrepreneurial business, a side hustle. If we want to grow, we're going to need to connect with others in the community. And this is worth doing because it's super fun and it's interesting. As long as you do it in a way that is authentic and comfortable to you. So how do you start? First, do some research. 
right? Make a list of the ideal people you want to work with, the people who you think would be great fundraisers or have especially you don't have. When I was involved in that nonprofit I talked about, there were five of us and we all had different expertise. There was a teacher to work within the schools. There was a person who was great at follow through, at the work of organizing and executing the plan. I was the writer, the social messaging and the letters that needed to go to our supporters. We all had a plan. We all had a talent that we could share, made the committee really effective. And you know what? It built a lot of trust because I knew that if I needed to create or organize or uh, set up and make something happen, that I could go to Jen and she'd help me execute because she's really good at organizing. Okay. So do some research, make the list of ideal teammates or clients sectors you want to work with and write a few of those names down. Now do some research from that list. Pick your top five businesses or individuals and look at their web pages. What are they promoting? What are they interested in? What matters to them and how could you support them? Then reach out, keep this strictly professional. Listen, make a call or reach out by email. Keep it short. If you have a mutual friend or connection, make that clear at the top. Introduce yourself. Tell them you'd like to learn more about their work and ask for a 30-minute Zoom call or a 15-minute Zoom call. Or communicate more by email. Find out what their comfort zone is and reach out to them. Let them tell you what they need and see if that's something you can support them with. And then always follow up with a thank you note, right? That's part of it too. This isn't about what you can get or take from them. It's about learning and growing and connecting meaningfully with each other, whether you're friends afterwards or not, whether you ever do business together. It's about making the most of this one-time connection. If you reach out, then follow the breadcrumbs. If you don't hear back from the person you contacted, Maybe follow up in, you know, the next month or two weeks by email. Don't be an invasive species. (laughs) People are buried in busyness. And don't take it personally if they don't respond or if they reject you outright and say, no, I don't have time for that right now. But if you do hear back, take action. Schedule something, a short phone call a short Zoom call, 15 minutes. If you're in a place where you're connecting safely with each other in person, see if they want to meet you for a half hour at a coffee shop that is near them. And be appreciative and professional. Structure the meeting when you do get together so you don't waste anybody's time. Balance the efficiency with openness. Like this is not a board meeting. Be friendly, ask questions, listen listen more than you talk. And don't go with the intent to sell, go with the intent to meet. That's all. You're in, you're out, and you've had a good time while you're there, both of you. That's what we're talking about here, right? At the end of that session, ask who else you should talk to. Do they have anyone that that would be worth visiting with? It's a simple question and it guided me toward much more work and much more interesting and inspiring, insightful people. It expanded my network and led me to long-term clients. And I think one of the reasons why this works so effectively was because if I really liked the person I was meeting and I asked them this question, they were introducing me to more like-minded people who I also really liked. And when we connected that way, we wanted to work together or have a beer together after work one night or share information about the industry or the enterprise or tips about how to reach people more effectively, how to make a meaningful difference 
with our products or our writing. So good people usually hang out with good people. So if you are meeting with one of those people or talking to them and you really feel this connection, don't be afraid to say, hey, thanks for your time. This was great. Is there anyone else I should talk to about this stuff? I'm really interested in growing my network or I'm really interested in meeting other people. The other thing that I think is key about this kind of networking for introverts is start and end on time. This is a matter of respect. I was at every meeting early. If I had to cancel for other business situation or something, I called them as early as I could days before or weeks before. And I would be there 10 minutes ahead of time waiting for them. There would be some polite introductions, a handshake, hello, thanks for coming, nice to meet you. And then I would really focus on, in a very conversational, casual way, you know, what I wanted to know, which was I wanted to learn how they were doing. How was business? How did they like working with the nonprofit? What were the issues that were important to them? And I started on time. And even if I felt like we had much more to go, I ended on time. So if I asked for a half hour of their time, I stuck to a half hour. And I would just say, after the end of their statement, I would say, you know, I'm aware of the time. I don't want to take advantage of your your schedule or I appreciate you giving me the time you have. I'm aware it's been 30 minutes. So uh, I'll let you go. And, and if you really connected, suggest, you know, maybe one day we could meet beer for a beer or, or meet again. I think one of the greatest courtesies we can offer professionally or personally is to respect the time of another. We're all busy. We all have many dimensions to our life, family and, and work and medical appointments. Um, I don't want to be late. I'm not going to keep somebody else longer than I mentioned. And if we really had a connection, I would ask them exactly what kind of clients they wanted to work with. And I would promise to send potential clients their way. Um, and I'd ask them to do the same for me. If we didn't connect that much and they might not be a person I'd want to work with or I wasn't sure yet, I wouldn't say that. You can just simply say thank you. I appreciate your time and say goodbye. The key to this kind of networking, because you are developing a more of a one-on-one -on -one connection, is to not say anything you don't mean. I think that's true for everything. And that's maybe why I don't like those big groups because I think it's uh, the camaraderie is important, but I'm not comfortable with the head nodding and all the things that go on around that. I hear people say all that from, yeah, we should get together with coffee when we know we both don't intend to do that. I'm just not wired that way. I'm an introvert, right? So I'm not going to thrive in that situation. And again, this is about you understanding your skills and talents and, and weaknesses and the things that, uh, you know, peak your anxiety and the things that help you be more effective. Know that about yourself and then create your own networking framework so that you can really meet with the people that are going to help you expand your business and engage in your life in a new way, right? When you match up with the right people, you don't have to be friends, although many of them will probably turn into friends, but you can work together to elevate the world for the rest of us, whether it's through providing a product or a message that's important to all of us right now, whether it's building a nonprofit or an art group that brings so much 
joy and generosity to the community. We all have things we care about that we're working to build and grow that we want to sustain. We can't do it alone. So understanding your networking tendencies, the way you're most effective when it comes to connecting with others is the way to build any endeavor. And you'll feel good doing that. When I met with people this way, I was always initially a little nervous. It's a little awkward to sit down with a stranger, but I can't think of one coffee, one meeting, one conversation that didn't leave me feeling inspired and rewarded in some way. Now, I didn't work with everybody I met. I don't now. I meet people all the time, mostly on the phone and Zoom right now, but for my articles and so forth. But there are many people that have enlightened me and taught me and entertained me and brought joy to my life because of the growth and learning because of what I received from them because of their generous spirit and the things they taught me. And I want to be that person too. Find your stride networking. We all need to do it. And you can start by networking with me. Find me at Polly Campbell author on Facebook at PL Campbell on Twitter and my website, polycampbell.com. You can buy the books and link to my newsletter on Substack. It's a new thing I've got going and it's a way to keep the conversation going. So join me in those sites and remember this, if you're an introvert and you're better behind a desk, then create your own structure to make sure you're meeting the people that can help you grow as a person and as an entrepreneur. And in return, do the same for others. I think when we do that, we will all live well, do good, and be happy. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.